0: Hey, everybody, this is the you need to know brought to you by our friends from Eggvisor Pro. And there has been a lot of activity the last couple of weeks, really. I mean, I don't know if there's a they've kind of set up the notifications better or what they've done, but it sure reminds me every time there's something new that comes on for a question or when people are responding. But I think those have always been there. I think there's just a lot of activity that's happening lately and some really good questions.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. It's been all, uh, all over the board on different things. Really uh, some good stuff. So, yeah, check the app out again and dive in, follow along, or answer, either or. Here is, uh, you want the question this week?
0: Yeah, let's have it.
1: Okay, this question comes out of New Salem, North Dakota, home of New Salem Zoo. And uh question is, favorite soybean pre's? Going into spring, I want to put on a pre on my soybeans. I am particularly concerned with kochia green and yellow foxtail residual control minimum till situation so it will be applied after planting pre-emerge western north dakota where moisture can be a concern for activation soybeans corn sunflower wheat in
0: the rotation any thoughts sounds like a pretty western north dakota rotation one one that i see quite a bit
1: (laughs) do you do you you just want to answer it (laughs) Well, I
0: guess, yeah, that, that's right in my backyard, dang near. Um, it's, yeah, you know, the first first thought is kochia, greeny yellow foxtail, soybeans. Like, What's the big deal? I, I break it down into two parts. The grass part, it's around a pretty crop, so you shouldn't have that big of a problem with greeny yellow foxtail. I mean, that should be Roundup, generic glyphosate. You should have that one handled no issue. Um, and then the, the kosher thing, I mean, your your best active ingredient, pre-emerge kosher, Western North Dakota, is sulfentrazone. And, I mean, there are the products, but sulfentrazone's your, your big winner there.
1: Well, if nothing's been put up, no fumioxin has been put on in the fall, your go-to is going to be uh, sulfentrazone this spring. But you're right. You think of <clears throat> kosher piece, you're like, oh, yeah, it could be a few products there to do, but, uh, it'll just be what premix probably, a so zone on you're using, mm-hmm. but the foxtail was like, for me, it was like, what foxtail is a concern. there. So there must be more than something that's just kind of odd, I think, but that's I'm right. Not-
0: well, that's, that's where my head was kind of going off in different directions. And so being that, I mean, there's probably an 80 mile spread between New Salem and Dickinson, but, uh, still a pretty similar farming region and we have similar soil properties, all that. It gets me to thinking, I'm like, we are seeing a continued less efficacy in kosher control with our pre-emerge products, if it's in our sunflowers, flax, even soybeans to some extent. Um, And the whole uh, green foxtail more than yellow foxtail, but both in every crop, it seems like we're seeing more and more of it. And then that's where kind of the – Little light bulb in my head starts going off because there there is more to the story on this, and I'm sure why they're asking. They might just not realize that's the rest of the story sure. on this. Is have, you know we are in a continuous no-till, very minimum till area, have been for 30 years. It it's been a while, and so all your all your urea is surface applied. For the most part, if you are banding it or if it's in hydrous ammonia or urea through the drill, it only is going down a couple inches. You know, it's it's done through the cedar, so it's not deep-banded. You're not working soil. You're putting a lot of nitrogen right at the top, so you cause some acidity issues. So then you start to look at, okay, could acidity affect, you know, some of these herbicides that when we said earlier, like, hey, You know, uh, a pre-emergent for green and yellow foxtail is uh, S-Metallochlor. Absolutely excellent product for a pre-emergent. You need to get rain just like any other pre, but um, out of a lot of your pre-choices in that respect, that one takes less water than other options that are out there. But then again, if you have uh, that low pH, you could see some effect from those herbicides possibly, especially the sulfentrizone part of it back on kochia. So there's, there's some excellent resources in uh, a local weed guide for us in North Dakota. So we were just talking about that earlier, so why don't you share some about that?
1: Yeah, this week uh, Kyle and I get the privilege of going down to Fargo, North Dakota. We get to sit in on NDSU Extension's Wide World Weeds Workshop. One of the big things they hand out is their their weed guide. And uh, everybody in agriculture in this state, and, and then we have people out of state too, that you can physically get a copy, but you can also access it online. And we're just going through some of the pages when we're getting this question in that. That part of the question, you go to page 100, 101, because there's some breakdown uh, on products. And So VentraZone has its own little section there talking about pH. So I think that's relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, we Products that we mentioned, I mean, right off the bat, were like, uh, yeah, authority... Elite, uh, you got, uh, Authority Edge, you got some Broadax, combinations of sulfentrazone and either basically S metallic or pyrosulfone. And they're a little different in that it's probably going to take a little bit more moisture to activate things that are with pyrosulf, sulf so pyrosulfone. And, uh, oh, excuse me, pyroxysulfone. Sorry about that. I get, I get that and the other one mixed up. So, pyroxysulfone. <laughs> The Zidua piece, we'll just call it Zidua here.
0: Yeah, let's call it that.
1: Because uh, that—that's the question um, they're asking—is is moisture is a limiting factor, right? So it's if, mm-hmm. if that's the case, it's uh, one product is probably going to take a little bit more moisture. Well, then you can flip over to another section on here, and it's going to kind of give you. This was in the corn piece, and they kind of have a breakdown of some of these grass products, and that's kind of cool too. And this—it's on page twenty-two. So you can kind of go through and like figure some of this out. Where it takes a little bit more moisture and there's a little bit more residual capability with the peroxysulfone, then you got to weigh that out. And S-metaliclor is decent, but I think uh, you were finding some data where the half life of that is can be rather short. So it's, it's right. moisture dependent. You got to get a rain in a short period of time, or you're going to go, yeah, that didn't, didn't look that sharp this year. It didn't look really
0: that good right and so i mean you're you're hearing us dive down deep into this but all this information is actually located within the ndsu weed control guide that they publish every year and they keep updating it so there's new products and updated information that's in there and it's especially relevant for us in north dakota but it's relevant for just about anywhere that's got a similar cropping system as us so you can you can utilize this resource as a guide and, and so anyways it it Flips back to uh, just what are good pre-emerges for a a soybean, sunflower, wheat, corn rotation, and particularly to the soybean end of it for weed control. So, uh, you know, yeah, we ran hard on saying, uh, mind you, how we didn't say Spartan Charge or straight Spartan. We we've been referencing combination products. Um, another combination product that would probably sit really good on soybeans, especially in Western North Dakota, is an Authority MTZ. Or um, there's actually another product that's out on the market too now uh, uh, from UPL, I believe. That's a Preview. Uh, again, Sulfentrazone Metribuzin in a combination together. Yep. You can you can find that in the North Dakota Weed Guide. It'll it'll tell you the the products that are in there but uh, metribuzin gives extra activity on kochia not great by itself but in combination with sulfentrazone, it's going to give it that extra edge and so think of metribuzin like how people use atrazine in corn tank mixes it's like the extra kicker by itself atrazine is eh, not that great but you add it to a lot of different corner besides and atrazine is pretty good well that's Essentially, what metribuzin is—it's the equivalent, in my opinion, in the soybean yeah. side of things.
1: Yeah, another combination uh, out there, relatively new, is uh, name-wise, is Kyber. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a premix. Uh, so think of you, you could think of some stuff this way too. You got flumioxazin, which probably is I would rate behind sulfentrazone, but it also contains metribuzin, which would be a plus mm-hmm. from the from the kosher standpoint. And then it's got the pyroxisulfone in it. So, okay, that's, we got a three-way combination product there, which you want multiple modes. You probably got, what are the chances it's an extend beam, right? Right. Over the top. So, or it can be in the list, uh, if you had a Roundup Ready, straight to yield type product, yeah, you might want to think about that a little bit, but there's a lot of things to pay attention to, but it's, uh, Basically, what you're getting out here is uh, group 14, group 15 uh, type products on these fields for this si- unique situation. And then you might spike in a group 5 metribuzin to enhance some if That's the real real problem.
0: You know, and, and something to bring up. We, we, we mentioned the pH thing. We mentioned that that's found in the North Dakota Weed Guide on how pH affects some of these active ingredients. This, this is real. It needs to be brought up. It is particular West River, North Dakota, that we have multiple sites that we have suspect resistance to multiple Group 14, which sulfentrazone, flumioxazin, um, and and even uh, pyroxysulfone fits in that category, even though it's a different mode of action. how We're just seeing reduced efficacy on these things. Uh, That's going to be talked about this week at Wild World of Weeds Workshop. So that'll be uh, that'll already have happened because this airs the following day. But anyways, we're, we're seeing some legitimate control issues with that, in, and I highly suspect that that's soil acidity. So, you know, if, if you're the one asking this question and you're going, hey, knuckleheads, I, I know this sulfentrazone thing. I've been using Spartan, duh. I've been doing these things. It doesn't work. I would ask you. If you're taking soil samples, go look back in your records. Go see what your soil pH is. Go to the North Dakota Weed Guide and start looking. It'll start saying the solubility thing is like that 6.5 pH is kind of like the teetering point once you're above. 6.5 pH, it becomes extremely soluble. So the chance for uh, crop response and really good efficacy on weeds is great. It doesn't necessarily talk as much about going lower pH, but it becomes less soluble. It's less soluble. How much can that plant really take up? That's, that's the question you got to ask yourself. And I bet you if you start to put together on your own farm and situation, you go, what are my soil pHs? Oh, okay. Well, in Western North Dakota, we do see a lot of 6 or less on our surface. And I bet you if you took the top 2 or 3 inches of soil, which is where your activity layer is going to be, I bet you it's even lower yet just because of how we put down fertilizer on a minimum till situation. So I don't have the answer on how we combat that, but we know how the problem's going and, and we gotta do something different to to work on control measures.
1: And you got if you get sunflowers and corn, wheat, uh, else in that rotation, you have a pretty decent rotation to tackle some of the stuff in those crops as well. You're gonna be you're gonna be asking the same scenario in corn. What mm-hmm. what can I what can I do there? What can I do in my wheat? And uh, try to reduce your numbers. That's a concern, realistically. Soybeans would be the least concerning crop that I would have on there. But it's uh, it's you got to take your whole farming operation, all your crops, your rotation, and uh, weed control products to manage this. So,
0: yep, yeah. You use a crop rotation for a weed control measure. You use fall burn down in a minimum till situation. You take some of this herbicide information we're talking about on pre merch Hopefully, you're using some kind of a traded. Soybean and those weed issues should be relatively minimum if you're using all of that in conjunction with each other. And that, I'd say, is the we need to know this week.
1: Yeah. And then uh, it's great. To ask those questions, send them in. Another resource is Course advisor Pro, NESU's Weed Guide. Uh, we're going to go ask a lot of questions this week because we get to face to face with the folks that are doing the research. So that is the. You need to know i can't wait I get
0: my <laughs> 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 sounds good it's going to be a good one we'll see you folks